Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one is awesome. This is with Mark Champion from Flint Field, Texas. You might know him as Mark Champion, the photographer who I interviewed about nine months ago, and that's all that I had known. I learned about his history, and I'll, I'll put a link to that interview below. But a lot has changed, so I reached out to him because I thought that this would be interesting for people to see because in nine months shows how much you can evolve and quote-unquote pivot and essentially follow your dreams and follow your passions because this had all been brewing underneath. He was working in the gas and oil business. COVID hit, things changed, he was furloughed for a bit, but he always had this creative side and he worked on other things before like ninth inning, but this was always percolating and now he has the opportunity to shine with Flintfield, Texas and he goes into what that is. It's a creative agency, but it's so much more. So he goes into depth as to what that is his connection to baseball and to barbecue. And baseball, I get into it a little deeper too because there's this whole thing about Sandlot baseball that I knew nothing about. And it's so intriguing. It's interesting that there's all these little subcultures around that you could be excited about and into and no one else has any idea is going on. So we talk about Sandlot baseball and I'll put links to all this stuff below that we discussed. So that way, if you're interested in checking out and if you're not in Texas or you're not somewhere that you can maybe learn and see if there's a Sandlot baseball team or obviously teams in your area. So that's fun and it's great and I'm really excited for Mark and if you're a barbecue joint or a restaurant or have a brand or you want to put on an event, there's a lot of components within this interview that might be of interest. So thanks Mark for taking the time to share your new endeavor. I know it's going to be awesome and if you're enjoying these, please subscribe. Also hit the bell notification that way you don't miss out. I do a couple of these per week. I have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com at kevinsbbqjoints on all the social media. But at the end, Stay safe and be sure to visit your local barbecue joint. Good morning. It's uh, It's been about nine months since I talked to Mark Champion, and it seems like uh, the world's a little different in general, and the world's different <laughs> for you too. Gosh, like there's so much going on, and I was I was taking some notes, but I I just noticed that there's a lot. So let's just jump in. So how, what's your headspace right now? And let's jump into what you got going on. I want to I want to share because it's exciting and it feels a lot. I know how creative you are mentally and you like to you know be inspired so what's up how are you feeling uh, i'm feeling good it's friday here in houston and uh spring break is upon us not that that means anything to me i don't have any days off or anything but uh, <laughs> it's break? going good i think yeah exactly i think since last time we spoke i think it was last april or may yeah a lot has changed i i left my career in oil and gas back in august of last year through an event out in austin and uh, got a lot of wheels turning from there but I pretty much formed my own creative agency called Flipfield TX. Uh, and we basically specialize in uh, creative content development, brand advising, and event management. Um, I feel like we do so much more too because there's so much gray area there. Uh, yeah. we'll dabble in the mark, we'll dabble in the marketing side, uh, we'll dabble in the commerce side, stuff like that. It's Flintfield and Flintfield, is there a, a meaning behind that name? Right. So when you think of Flint, right, you think of something that starts to spark, start to fire. Uh really more so Flint can be anything, whether it's you're using some twigs from the yard or just some scratch you found out in the woods or whatever it is, you know, Flint is Flint. So really we act as the Flint for a company. Let us create the spark in the story you're trying to tell so much. So it's it's got, you know. It's got some real gumption behind it, but I started it back officially in October and never said anything. I just ran with it. I wanted to see what I could do for three months and it pretty much took over everything. Formally announced it this past week and it it just, it, it sprung from there. It was like I was starting a whole brand new company from scratch like that day. Yeah. Uh, it just felt really cool to kind of formally like talk about it 
and let people know what I had going on officially because, you know, I didn't really, at first I didn't want to um, really start anything officially as far as an entity went. My wife was like, well, you can't really sell Mark Champion forever. What if, what if you get bought out here in like five or six years, people are going to buy your name. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I can't sell my, I, I, I can't sell my name. So I thought about it and, uh, it, you know, Flintfield, it, it's kind of got some, some uh, homage to like baseball. It's got homage to, to fire and barbecue. So it's kind of a melting pot for those two worlds to come together. While those are like my two, you know, big things I focus on. I feel like most of the time it's everything else also thrown in there, whether it's hotel work, whether it's just stuff around here. Specific uh, different for companies. all types of brands and products. Yeah, and... yeah, for sure. So I never tell anybody no. I, I hardly pass up work. If, if I do pass up work, it's because I have um, something scheduled at the same time. But um, it's been fun. It's, 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 it's definitely a learning process. I definitely don't have all the answers, but I could say that, you know, uh, learn from your mistakes and stuff like that. But I'm traveling a lot. I'm on the road at least, um, gosh, half the week. Sometimes I'll be gone for three or four days, come back, edit some stuff, be gone for another week or two, come back. Um, I was just in Westlaco a couple of days ago and I was going to sleep in Westlaco, sleep out there, but I ended up just driving back to Houston like a maniac. How far um, away is that from you? It's about five, five and a half hours. Okay. So I drove down there in the morning and I just drove straight back at night. I uh, stopped to see some friends in Corpus and I said, I'm just going to drive back home. They're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know, driving, like, it, certain people, like I'm a driver. Some people like to drive. Like that's not an issue. Some people like a two hour drive. It's like, oh, I got it. It's, there's no way I can do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to it by now. You know, uh, a trip out to Austin and back is nothing for me, yeah. but uh, push it to the limit of going to like the Valley from like Houston is, is, is pretty wild. But yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, I kind of find that therapeutic moment in, in, in yeah. my pickup truck and able to zone out, listen to some cool podcasts and, and you know, drink my black coffee and all that good stuff. So, yeah, so what, 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 was the spark, uh, what made you decide I'm comfortable to leave your job in oil and gas? Yeah. So, it, you know, I sat at the house during uh, when, when COVID broke out in 2020. I had been furloughed for about three months and my previous career, I was a sort of an on-site supervisor for about 15 or 16 inspectors. So all of my guys were furloughed. We're all sitting at home. None of us knew what to do. At that moment, I think that summer we had, um, my wife and I kind of had an epiphany. We kind of came to terms We're like, okay, like we don't want to be in the position where somebody else is dictating whether we're going to work or not. So sure. I took that with a grain of salt and I said, okay, let me give myself a two year window. Within two years, I'm going to leave oil and gas. I'm going to walk away. Uh, I had been in it for 13 years yeah. and my creative hustle was always that it was a side hustle. It was always something that I did on the side, whether it was ninth inning, whether it was events or stuff like that. So I uh, went back to work that summer, uh, June of that year. And then I put in a solid year and a half and we had went to go see a guy by the name of Benjamin Todd. Uh, he's like a kind of folk honky tonk singer. Okay. We went and saw, we went and saw him here in Houston on a Thursday night. And I was, you know, I was having a good time. It, it was, it was a pretty fun event. And the last song he had said something before he had sang it. And he said, Hey, if you're waiting for that moment to come when you're ready to make that next move in your life, don't wait anymore. And I'm just like looking at my wife, Bianca, I'm like, that's it. That's it. And you know, uh, yeah. And I went in the next day and I was going to put in my two weeks and I was going to, you know, formally tell 
my site supervisor, I was going to tell like my company, you know, Hey, like this is my two weeks, but I was leaving the industry and I was walking away from that line of work forever. And I knew if I, if I did it kind of like burn up that safety net, I would always want to fall back on it. So, um, went the next morning in a good mood and it was like one of those things where every, I hate to use the term, but like everybody kind of like shits on you, you know, like when things roll downhill, you, everything kind of like falls was, on you. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been there. Yeah. That, that day, that day, everybody just came at me in my office. Like it was my fault for something going wrong. And I just like sat back and I laughed. I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, I've already made the it was like a message from every, the it universe. was a message yeah, just right. to grab, yeah. right. Like grab my stuff and leave. So I called my wife. I'm like, Hey, like today's the day. She kind of like giggled and she goes, okay, let's do it. And I see you have that support too. Her, if it wasn't for her and, and really, you know, um, giving me that green light, I, I, I definitely couldn't have done it without her. So I, I went home that weekend, you know, and, and we all kind of had like a powwow and uh, called my dad, told my dad about it. I think I saw him actually over lunch and told him about it. And he was like, that's good. I'm really proud of you. This is something you should be doing. Um, my mom was super stoked for me too. So came back to work that Monday morning turned in my not even a two-week notice it was just like hey here's a formal document stating my resignation shook everybody's hands you know did the whole thing told my guys hey like i'll see y'all later i'm not don't be a stranger so um that was mid-august and um it's been a complete 180 from from that life leaving that sort of you know work in the past and and, and turning over a new leaf really and, and focusing more on what i wanted to do creatively has been an absolute, I mean, dream. But how did you My figure out, did, I guess you're still kind of figuring out, how did you, did you at that moment know what you were going to do creatively? I know, and what was that, what was that first event? I remember, I, I remember. So we did promoting throw, we it. Did, we stuff, did, was, yeah, we did. That seems we did like the lifetime smoke. ago. Yeah, oh yeah. We did Thrown Smoke uh, September 4th of last year at the long time. And that was my vision of, uh, of, of a Texas kind of like love letter from, from me to Texas. It was, Baseball, it was barbecue, it was good beer, it was good bourbon, it was good music, good times, friends coming together. Um, it was actually during hurricane season and the entire month of August up until September 4th, I was like biting my nails like, oh my, cause I've, I've lived through a hurricane, like this house, we, like you're seeing me in right now, like we've gone through that hurricane here. So I know what it's like. And I, I really just did not want anything to go wrong. I was like, oh my God, please don't rain, please don't storm. So the event was on a Saturday. That Monday and Tuesday, it rained its, its butt off in Austin. And I'm just like, this is bad. This is not yeah. going to be good. The ground's going to be wet. But sure enough, it dried up over time. Uh, the day of the event ended up being super hot, and which is cool. I mean, people found shade and you know cold beer, so they were yeah. cool. We did that in Austin. After that, I pretty much knew, okay, like this, I got to form something officially. I, I got to pretty much like brand myself in accordance with what I want to do in the future as a formal company and a formal entity, because I can't sell Mark champion forever. That's not really my goal here. Yeah. Uh, and I also wanted to like sort of separate myself from my business to where it's his own, it's on its own thing. It's on its own sort of like cloud as opposed to what I was doing personally. And I, you know, there's only so much you can do and sell your name as far as you can yeah. go, but Flint Phil was created a month later and I took it from there, uh, create the LLC, did all the legalities for it. And it's been rolling since. I just, I never said anything for four or five months. I wanted to build it up. And um, like my clients were getting invoices and they're like, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Field. 
to like, hey, Mark, is this is this you? And I'm like, yeah, just don't say anything. Yet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. But that's so, also smart. Like a, a lot of people do things like even everything to like even something that we both like is like Star Wars. Like they they do you create yeah. sub companies and sub things because it makes sense to. Yeah not yeah. run under your specific name and there are people though that try but they it'll it'll always be mark champion doing this but yeah. right yeah and, and i think the two kind of like still hold a strong connection my name and the brand so yeah. I, i'm really not that far from it at the end of the day i'm super blessed and excited to be in this position and waking up every day and whether i'm in the office or i'm out somewhere shooting a pitmaster or a company or whatever it is i'm having fun and i'm expressing myself creatively every day and Ultimately, that's what I wanted. I wanted that outlet where I can tap into and, and really just give it my all because, you know, being, a, being stuck in a 6 to 3 p.m. job in oil and gas, there was, I, I couldn't do much. You know, yeah. I was su supervising a group of guys, but at the same time, I, I you know, burnt out and I was, I was done. So, yeah. Well, and for people that might not know or haven't seen the first, I'll put a link below to our first interview. Your, your camera and photography is a big portion of what you do too. It's a big passion of yours. So a lot of what you're doing now revolves around photography too, right? Yeah. And, so and it, I, I would, yeah, I, I, yeah. Both those things. Um, I would definitely categorize it like I'm a Swiss army knife and, you know, photo and video photography. That's really one of the many tools I can pull out of that knife. So uh, I would say, some days, uh, some weeks, I should I should basically put it like this. Some weeks, I'm more of a photographer. Some weeks, I'm more of an event manager. Some weeks, I'm more of a brand advisor. So can you explain that I, a little bit more detail? Right. So there's companies out there that, you know, whether, you know, they're a brick and mortar, 18-year uh, business, you know, they, they're, they're fully developed or they're like in, you know, year one, Q1 where they need they really need some help when it comes to building a program to excel, whether it's, you know, reaching new clients or really more so trying to lay out their fiscal year to where they're completely dialed in and they know what they're doing. I offer strategy and programming, which is real big for a lot of people um, and, and kind of helping brands build that criteria of, hey, like, how do I operate as far as going about you know, social media campaigns, or how can I reach out to this person? Or how can we do more events in this sort of area of time in Texas and really helping brands storytell, but also through helping them on that side of it. And also product communication is big too. You know, uh, a lot of companies forget about product communication and, and that's where I come in and yeah, try to help no, them out as much as possible. And both you and I know that there's a, there's a lot of great companies and there's a lot of great restaurants out there that just you just don't know quite what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis or week to week. Like you kind of, they get lost and, and they, they also, you know, they have their head down working and trying to be consistent exactly. and it's not. Yeah, exactly. A lot of these companies are, I would say they're not too busy, but they're just more focused on the actual product they're putting out mm -hmm. and they don't have the time or the energy or the creativity. I would say sometimes to go and update their, their web or their social yeah. Uh, and that's where Flint Field comes in. We kind of take that off their hands and we do it for them. So, you know, yeah. what's, what's funny is like, cause I'm working on a, on a project, a side project that I can tell you off air, but, but it's a, it's a, but I've noticed that a lot of barbecue spots don't have good photography. This is across the United States, like good, good <laughs> photography or even like, or even in their social media, like their Instagram, there's not even a photo. There's not even a photo of their food or there's maybe three and they're really bad. There's no, it's mostly like graphics or different weird things or things yeah. for like Valentine's day. And 
that's like a lot of times like you or me or somebody else, like when the first time you're looking to go somewhere, you're looking at their Instagram saying, or, you know, what was their food look like? Oh God, that looks really freaking good. I want to go. Yeah. There. Yeah. It's yeah. But it's yeah. not their I fault necessarily. Selling... It's just, you know. Right. And I, I think now, nowadays consumers are looking at visually, if it's not appealing to them, they're not going to spend money with you, whether it's food or a product. Um, and I think the first, channel they're going to hit is going to be instagram um i'm like that if i go somewhere yeah. we're out of town and we see a restaurant hey what like what are they about let's just search them on instagram boom if your grid is nice and and, and attractive yeah. most likely we're going to go and spend money with you so you yeah, might also I, you I might think also think they're shut down too like you might think well they're exactly yeah you look <laughs> at it you're like oh their last, their last post was you know the summer 2021 oh they're yeah. definitely not open uh-huh. um, i've seen yeah, places i'm, I'm right like, there with like, you like 2018 i'm like and they i know yeah. they're open for sure but i just like what is yeah on? yeah and then yeah so 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 now with so are you going to be doing a certain amount of events every year or is that kind of how was that so yeah. right now we offer our services uh, to companies that want to bring activations, whether it's big or small, uh, to market and help plan them out. And we act as that third party that we can basically help you from from creative concept all the way to day of execution, um, whether it's supplying a um, a workforce to help you manage this comp- manage this event, uh, whether it's helping you book artists, whether it's helping you book uh, chefs, cooks, pitmasters, and stuff like that. We're pretty much a turnkey operation where we can give our services to a brand and a company and act as that uh, completely complete on its own to wow. you know help and uh, navigate, really. That's really so what a lot so, of companies So if, if I'm interested with. in putting on an event, that's also something that people can come to you for that assistance correct because that's not correct now yeah yeah. like right now we have it yeah right now we have an event we're doing for lone star called crowdello club here in houston uh next month um it's one of i can't really say too much but it's one of a couple more events we're doing together uh throughout texas we've got a couple more coming up this year so um this is just the first one um and then there's a couple other companies right now that we're in talks with with doing more events with uh probably here in the summertime but flint field itself uh thrown smoke is um our main big thing we're doing uh later in the fall right now i i, I don't so this think fall there will be another or... throwing smoke event right right yeah yeah throwing smoke's coming back this this coming uh october um as much as i want to put my name on more you know event uh stamp like set, set my name on more events when it comes to uh throwing smoke sort of things uh i don't have the capacity right now the actual like schedule wise to yeah say okay this is going to be another event for the spring i'd rather just do events for customers and clients and then focus on my on our one event in the fall didn't you also have something in texas monthly featuring (laughs) last time we did this is the last time we talked didn't you (laughs) i forgot about that yeah yeah Uh, i just i just popped in my head when you said lone star i was just thinking about yeah uh i i did some work with coca-cola last year and my buddy greg over there i called me up one day he's and this is back in i think August, August or September, right after throwing smoke, and he said, "Hey, you know, Coca Cola is going to be a big sponsor, Texas Monthly, and the issue coming out, the barbecue issue." He said, "I need a, a vertical shot of some brisket in our new Coke Zero bottle, because the new Coke Zero uh, rebrand had just came out." Um, so he said, "Hey, can you take care of that for me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. What's it going?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a full page ad in Texas Monthly," and I'm like, "I'm like, okay, cool. I, that's perfect." So. Mm-hmm. 
I I got I, I kind of went a little psycho for a little bit. I like ran to H E B. I grabbed a packer brisket. I came home. I threw it on the smoker. I cooked it, and I was trying my hardest to to really make it, you know, a hundred percent me and a hundred percent, you know, um, my brisket, my photo, and, and the brisket ended up coming out terrible. I ended up I wasn't paying attention, and I I, I cut it the wrong way. I had my whole kitchen set up like a photo shoot. I had lights everywhere. I had dimmers in the corner. I had, I had the whole work set up, and and I had just screwed up this brisket because I rushed it. I I wasn't paying attention, and um, I just sat back and I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm not. I can't do both. So that Friday, I was actually going down to do a shoot for uh, Butters Barbecue down down in Mathis. So I called up Andrew and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna you know, I'll see you Friday around twelve. He said, all right, cool. I got there and I, I pulled up. I said, hey, I need three of your best slices of brisket you've ever cut in your life. And he said, what's up? I said, I'm going to take a picture for Texas Monthly. And he, his eyes like got real big. He's like, oh, okay. And he believed me. Like, he didn't question it at all. He knew I was serious. So we shot it there. He had just got his brand new offset smoker from Sensex. We shot it there in the firebox. It was a really pretty day. Put the Coke Zero product next to his brisket, and then a couple months later, we saw the full page ad. I'll put not a link below did, to that. Yeah, not only did Andrew get a get a top fifty uh, shout out, his brisket was featured in a Coke Zero, you know, ad full page in Texas Monthly. So that's pretty cool Huge. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's always been a, and was, always been a proponent of him and his barbecue. And Andrew, he's yeah, a great guy. And his food looks just ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. In this yeah. Life. He's a he's a good friend. He's a super cool guy. Yeah. Um. Like like I said in the previous episode, I grew up eating his dad's food. And now I'm eating his yeah. food. And now I'm now I'm bringing my daughter to his establishment. So like now you know it's kind of like a cool yeah um, full circle thing how that works. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So what's so the the tie-in? Are you then I, I'm I'm confused though. There's some baseball. Are there baseball events? Are you creating a baseball league or? <laughs> what, is, what the hell is going on so <laughs> that's why so I because you have so much going on i'm like wow he is that's not yeah sweet. so uh back in 2017 we had just got flooded out by hurricane harvey and you know we were kind of in the mud with you know our spirits and we didn't really know how to move forward you know and we were in the completely real we're in a we were in a rebuild phase of our house but just the morale around here was just kind of like how are we going to do this? Yeah. Um, at that same time, I had received a message on Instagram from my buddy Reagan. He said, you know, hey, I know you're a baseball fan. Would you ever want to play, you know, uh, Sandlot Baseball? And I said, what's Sandlot Baseball? Sure. So I met up with him. We had coffee. And he said, hey, like, I'm starting a team called the Houston Gamblers. You know, you're pretty much exactly who we're needing. Would you want to play with us? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I said, where do we play at? He said, there's this field in Austin. Uh, sort of in the Weberville area called the long time. This guy Jack built. And I'm like, okay, like whatever, like I'll go play. So I got my uniform, we go out there and I, I, I'll never forget it. I, I wrote a blog about it on Ninth Innings website. My first, my, my first experience at the long time was just a complete, just, I was in heaven. It's just, it's this guy's property. It's more than just a baseball field. It's, it serves as you know, a creative landscape for anything. And I mean that in the full regard, like you can pretty much do anything you, you want out there creatively. Uh, and there just so happens to be a baseball field. So we go out there, we play and I fall in love with it. That was five years ago, six, yeah, five and a half years ago. And I've been going back ever since, played with the gamblers up until last summer. Um, and then I left respectively uh, 
I would say probably back in July to start my own team because for the last couple of years, I had a lot of friends. Hey, Mark, how do I play? How do I get down with you guys? Okay. How do I have fun with this? So, and I couldn't really say, oh yeah, come join the gamblers because it wasn't my team to say that. So I always knew um, probably for the last year or so, like, hey, like clock's ticking, like my time as a gambler is going to come to an end here pretty soon. So the Texas Oil Dogs was formed, I would say late last summer and Thrown Smoke was our first game. We played four games last year and it's basically made up of a bunch of friends of mine from Corpus, from San Antonio, a lot from Houston. And we come together and we play Sandlot Ball. And um, yeah. It's it's how, is Sandlot Ball different than if you were in another kind of league? It's obviously, it's not, it's not softball. So, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a few, you know, key rules that, that we stick to. Um, if you play D1 college ball, you really can't play because the last thing we want is someone to get up there and, you know, they're, they're smoking 85 to home play off the mound and you're just sitting there, you know, you don't want to get anybody to get hurt either. So yeah, yeah. Um, there's that factor. Yeah, there's that factor. Uh, as far as rules go, you know, the long time has a big rule. If you hit a home run, your next at bat has to be from the opposite side of the plate. If you hit a home run from ah. there, I think you use a certain like large bat. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, but it, it's, it's more so for, 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 for men and women to come out, have a good time. You know, there's guys who go play, who try to live out their glory years, you know, like nobody's a stud. No one's out there getting a contract for the Texas Rangers. Like nobody's, it's more so a time for us to go out there, give it our all, have a good time. At the end of the game, we're shaking hands and taking photos with, with, with the other team, you know? Um, so is this, is this something we'll, we'll that all it. these, like that, cause I don't, have a lot of friends that are doing this in California. Is this something where there's a lot of leagues in Texas? And yeah, believe, believe you guys have your own uni- yes. uniforms and yeah. I'm sorry, Man, I'm so naive. Believe it or not, it, yeah, I love baseball. Believe it or not, it's it's yeah. Believe it or not, it's actually big in California right now. There's um this comedian Raya Butcher. She runs a team called the Los Angeles Death. I want to say it's it's like the LA Death or the Santa Monica Death. And they're a Sandlot team. They play out there too. And there's quite a few teams to go I catch. I do mean, some research. Okay. Yeah, you should check it out. Uh, but Sandlot Ball itself and this whole like community, it's huge. It's in California. It's in Canada. Okay. It's it's all across the country. There's teams in Tulsa. There's teams in Minnesota. Uh, Nashville's got a really big scene right now. There's the Carolinas. I want to. I don't think there's really any in the Pacific Northwest. But Texas right now, Austin's a huge market right now for Sandlot baseball. And I'm I'm really trying my hardest to push. Uh, Houston to be up there when it comes to regards of like an Austin baseball scene. Um, Houston, we've got about four or five teams that are somewhat active. Uh, you've got the Gamblers, you've got the Houston Sugar, you've got the West Houston Derricks, yeah, Texas Oil Dogs, uh, the Houston Buffs. Wow. So, how often um, do you guys play? It's so last year we played four games in a matter of four and a half months. Uh, actually, five games. We played two in Marfa. Um, this coming year, I think we've got sixteen games throughout the course of okay. i think uh april to november april to december we're gonna play about 16 games um some in houston some in austin a few in dallas a few in san antonio and then the really cool ones are when we can go to these sort of bigger markets like a marfa and we go out there with like eight teams so eight teams will play a tournament in marfa over the course of three days okay um we're gonna go to we're going to tulsa i think in may 
we're going to Tulsa with like four of the teams and we're going to go barnstorm and play the Tulsa teams over the course who, of two days runs, come back who home. Runs this? Is this run by a leader? Is it run like, it's just, this uh, man, it's, is, I'm it's, sorry, this is like so yeah, off topic, but it's not. No, there's no, probably it's, people it's going, super, so, I want to be part of this or, or check them out or come. Yeah, it's very, it's very punk rock. You know, it's very, uh, there's, there's nothing, there's no formal uh, board. There's no formal um, person that's really running it all it's more so like hey it's very shotgun you know but while it is shotgun it's very punk rock in the sense like we do it diy we have the help of like our sponsors you know like our sponsors this year are our nomad grills from dallas which i'm sure you're familiar with nomad yeah. and then also you know the greatest beer in the world lone star beer uh there are our, our continuing sponsor um oh, but cool. to answer your to answer your question who runs it no one runs it there's a there's a couple of guys uh, in Austin, um, Daniel Northcutt who plays on the Lockhart Hawks and Howard Carey who's the catcher for the Playboys. Both are really good friends of mine, super great guys. They run an entity called Sandlot Revolution, and what that is is Sandlot Revolution. They pretty much try to formally bring everything together as far as what happens at the long time and organize. They're basically an organization that organizes. Because there are a lot of teams in Texas. There's, there's probably close to forty teams right now active yeah. from all over. So, so is it something like if someone follows your yeah. social media, they'll see stuff and then they can come out and then they kind of you become part of you talk and right, right, okay. yeah, for sure. And I, you know, um, we most most of the games we don't charge for entry. It's just come out, have a good time. Um, if it's a large scale event like a thrown smoke, then yeah, there's going to be yeah. you know charge, but it's really just bring your cooler, bring your lawn chair. You're going to see some good baseball. You're going to see some, some really, you know, um, fun things happening. If you go out to the long time, chances are you're going to hear somebody play on the stage. Chances are you're going to, you know, be able to get some, some good drinks and good food from a, from a vendor they have there. So, um, it's an interesting thing. It's it's, a a subculture that a lot of people probably don't know about. Yeah. And so like, I, I, I was able to take that in, in, in my space there and, and if, with barbecue and bring it together and that's sort of where throwing smoke came from is you know the community in baseball and sandlot baseball more specifically because it there is a big difference between major league baseball and sandlot baseball and not just how we play it but also the uh, the ethos behind it and more you know everybody asks me y'all get paid to play and i'm like i wish like you kidding me <laughs> but there's a strong um very wholesome texan mindset when it comes to the people that come out to these games you know, and it's also a 180 turnkey thing where the same mindset is is there in Texas barbecue, you know, and it's these two communities where I thought yeah. like, hey, why why can't we come together? Why can't the person who's a fan of, you know, Sandlot Baseball be a fan of, you know, uh, Reese Brothers Barbecue, you know, and mm-hmm. vice versa. And if there's ever an opportunity to do baseball and barbecue together, I'm I'm the first person to throw my hat in the mix, you know? Yeah, and, and, and if we've learned anything from the pandemic, uh, it's that you should, you know, get together and the kinship and fellowship and doing things and slowing down and, and going back to the basics. And baseball is such a part of it's Americana. It's such a part of us. And, and even if you haven't been a part of baseball that much, it's going, going to a baseball game changes your mindset while you're there it's like if you go to a dodger yeah. game, you're, gonna, you're gonna drop a lot of money on beer you're gonna drop a lot of money on whatever but it's <laughs> dodger it's, dogs yeah. It's, yeah but it's like when people 
that's why I would love to. And every guy probably that likes baseball said, like, I want to go to every single stadium across the United States. There's something I have a good friend in Seattle who we've talked about this is it's so when you, it, there's, there's, it's experiential and it's, and I, I played some, I played some baseball when I was younger. I never played it in college or I was only in the pros for like four or five years. And then I, no, I'm joking, but I, uh, <laughs> but I, but I, it's a, there's something special. And so Sandlot, like in some of the, I think some of the first photos that got me interested in knowing who the heck Mark Champion was, were baseball, were photos that you took, I'm sure at the place in Austin, because it was like those bats, like the end of the bat. Yeah. Gorgeous yeah. photos. Again, you're a great photographer, but it was just some special photos. That I thought uh, those hit me in a certain way that, you know, we're special. And then now that's yeah. friendship from then, but I, I owe a lot to, uh, to the, to the barbecue community. I, I've been able and fortunate to be in a, a lot of cool pit rooms and, and be, you know, able to shoot a lot of really great portraits, you know, around barbecue. And then I, the same token goes for, for Sandlot baseball. Um, I was able to, to shoot, uh, fill the dreams last year in Iowa. We had a Sandlot tournament. We had a, sand, yeah. we had, we had a Sandlot tournament out there with Pillbox. Pillbox Bat Co. They're from uh, they're from Minnesota. They make some absolutely beautiful bat. We went out there to do a barnstorm one week, and yeah, uh, it was, was it was about four teams. It was great. I think day one, or I think it was day one. At the end of day one, we had a we were under a tornado watch. Like all the all of a sudden the skies got black, and we all had to go down like to the cellar, and like oh, wow. we were all just like huddled huddled around, you know, and. It, it was it was pretty well. My, my buddy Tucker from the Cobras and we're there, and he, he had his family there. We're like looking out the window, and tornadoes everywhere. And uh, luckily, nobody was hurt, but a tornado did touch down a couple of miles away. And uh, we ended up playing baseball after that. And uh, just was, being was, there, that was, a, what, that was around the anniversary, right? Wasn't that, or was that like I, a few months after? Because it wasn't that last year. I'm trying to think of when that. Yeah, it was. Maybe. It was last. Um, when did I go out and do that? Early, I think it was late August. I just left. I just left inspection and I uh, I flown out there with uh, with pillbox. Yeah, I think it was after the anniversary. I think it was about a week or two after. And we had a great crowd. It was like a Monday to Wednesday thing, and we had a great crowd on hand watching us play ball. I was able to play with the Hog Line, which is Pillbox's team. Um, so I left there, you know, and I said to myself, "Wow, I got to shoot at Field of Dreams. I got to play baseball at Field of Dreams. That was insane." So what was it like? What uh, was it beautiful? Uh, it was very, very beautiful. Um, compared to a lot of Sandlot fields we play out here, it was like playing in the majors because there it's very manicured. It's very well kept. Yeah. Um, there's no fence. It's just outfield, cornfield. So um, I shot some of the, the most beautiful photos out there. Uh, I Just raw off the camera, I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. But it's, it's a dream. There's really nothing around Dryersville. It's just more so like fields and fields and small communities. And then you get to this place filled with dreams. And it just opens up and you're like, wow, there's the house. There's like this really cool barn area. And then you look to the left and it's this field. And I think everybody, everyone that was there at that time from, from Texas, we were in awe because, you know, the long time is this oasis that's very like, you know, done a certain creative way. And then you get to feel like the field of dreams. It's just like, whoa, like this is like a very, very well-polished sandlot field, almost too pretty to play on. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's no pothole. There, there's no potholes or loose gravel. There's, it's just very like, it was beautiful, man. I, I can't explain it anymore. I mean, uh, if you ever no, get a chance to go out amazing. there. I want, to, I want to, it's yeah. on my list. So was that something that, like if I went out there right now, do they charge to go out there? Is it a thing? Is it a like an event space? They, no, 
No, they don't. It, it's an event space. Uh, it just got bought out. Um, Frank Thomas and a couple other investors. Frank Thomas. Uh, per- nice. Yeah. Yeah. The Frank Thomas hurt. bought it last year. The big hurt. That's right. So uh, Frank Thomas and a couple other investors bought it last year. And I, it's under new management. And I think they're going to try to do way more events than they have in the past. So um, I'm excited to get back out there and, and play again. So uh, if you said like something like Frank Thomas and Ken Griffey and Ichiro, like it would be like all by like. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's cool. That's real. That that's really really. I forgot all. Like it's amazing how much stuff has happened. It's and it's been like no, maybe ten months or something or eleven. That's it's amazing. Your life has shifted so much. Could you talk a little bit before we finish this up about some of the clients that you've worked for recently, just so that you know. Uh, you know, name, name dropping is like, it's, it's silly, but it's also something that people yeah. like in their heads say, Oh, Mark did that or like, or Flint field. Um, or things. So Flint fields. Yeah. Flint fields had the opportunity to work with a lot of uh, fun people in the past uh, four months. Tacovas was, it was a fun one. We did some stuff with Tacovas and Reese brothers and brick vault out in marathon. We did some really cool content with them. Uh, Zilker belts from Austin. They're always fun. Epic Western. They're an RTD brand from Austin. They do uh can can ranch waters. Um, nine banded whiskey. We've worked with them quite a bit. They're from Austin also. Did you shoot time? I did. I did. My buddy Chance Morgan over at Mer- Morgan Mercantile in Fort Worth did, um, some new merch for, for Heim barbecue and oh, Chance cool. knows I'm in that space. Yeah. Chance knows I'm in that space. So he called me up one day. I was already there shooting for Hotel Dries and we shot for Heim and it came out really, really great. Um, that was a fun one. Uh, I, so many, so many pit house, uh, smoke houses around the Texas, around Texas. I, I love, I've lost track. Gosh, hotel Turkey out in Turkey, Texas. They're doing barbecue now and it's exceptional. Shot them back in December. Liberty and justice. They're a local uh, street punk band here in Houston. I shot them in January. A lot of stuff for Syntex smokers with, with Michael. That's been some great stuff too. Yeah. Also Lone Star Beer. I've been working with them closely for the past three months and uh, we've got some really cool stuff under our belt. We've nice. got a, a lot more to do, and um, they're probably my funnest clients I've been able to work with. And I don't say that just because they're my they're a sponsor of the Oil Dogs. They're really fun. Uh, they give me a lot of creative freedom to operate, and, and I've got a partner in San Antonio who um, Garrett holds holds design. Uh, I've known him probably for the last fifteen years of my life, and he's uh, my graphic design partner. And we're able to help out a lot of clients when it comes to uh, creating an image and you know bringing that to life. We're doing a lot of fun stuff with Longstar right now. So, so if someone's interested in working with you, what what are the best ways to get a hold of you? And is there like no project too small, that kind of thing? Like, is it like you like to? For sure, the the, the most easiest access to me and Flintfield is just shoot me an email, mc at flintfieldtx.com. Definitely don't message me on Instagram because I'm going to forget it. You know, a lot of people would do that. Like, hey, can I get some photos? I'm like, man, just shoot me an email. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't keep up with IG messages. You know, I'm not on Instagram that much. So I I, I really can't. And they get, and they get all, buried pretty quick. Hey, they get buried quickly, you know, and you forget about it. Once you read it, you really can't go back. So an email is always the easiest okay, way I'll to reach to me. Definitely no project too small. You know, I've I just shot some photos last weekend it was a it was a high school graduation photo and oh. although it wasn't based it wasn't baseball or barbecue it was still um you know it was still a fun gig you know i i, I shot uh, a friend of ours her daughter's graduating high school and i shot her photos and uh they came out really well and they loved it so just because it's not baseball barbecue related by all means like don't don't feel you can't and you, you, know, did, you we did, can't did weddings together. and stuff too before right you didn't you do weddings? i did some weddings last year yeah if you want to talk about all the stuff that's not baseball or barbecue 
Uh, I did well, that's because I, I want to promote. I, like I, I'm a yeah. fan of you as a person, and I and I want people to know. Like, yeah. hey, you know, I listen to this. Oh, but my friend has a wedding coming up, and Mark shoots right. that photo. I, I shoot. I shoot weddings, but I'm definitely not, you know, I would definitely give them like Ben Sassani's info because Ben Sassani's like the greatest wedding photographer ever. Well, that's wedding yeah. photographer. Um, but I had to tell like the bride and groom last year, like when I shot their wedding, uh, the first one, I said, hey, I'm not traditional, uh, which this is how I shoot. Yeah, They're like, that's what we want. We want like your style. I'm like, okay, let's go. Weddings for sure. Graduations, parties, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine, Jake Frost owns a, uh, he owns a construction company, Integrity Custom Builders. I went and he built this monstrosity of a house uh, out in North Houston, and I went and ran my drone. I did some really cool video work with oh, him. Cool. Um, so you have the, a drone too, so build. that's something. A lot of yeah, I do a lot of drone work too. Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of uh, drone work for him when it came to like the when the the house is being built. We were able to run the drone through all the, okay. the house itself, and that was really cool to see that uh, process. But yeah, I do everything outside of baseball and barbecue, just because it, you know if you're not slaying ribs or if you're not hitting home runs doesn't mean i can't work with you so yeah. um shoot me an email let's talk and and let's get something going yeah well it's funny as, as i saw a photo and i don't know how staged it was but it was like some wedding photographer and said like these are the, tr the problems with uh, being a photographer these days and it was like i don't know if you saw it, it was like someone it was from the back like shooting the couple and you could see this the crowd the and the audience and everyone had their phones out. so it was just like a sea that's, of phones and i'm like oh that's so that sad. is um the, yeah i'm not sure how ben does it so much how he puts up with it but there must you know, be tricks <laughs> after the after the the bride and groom said their i do's we 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 had the wedding party there and lined up and i'm there and i'm you know i'm trying to basically direct everybody look at me like hey get nice and centered like smile on three and i'm i'm lining i'm lining up the photo and i'm getting everything in focus and then here comes like the aunts and the moms and they're like this right in front of me they're doing that and i'm like <laughs> I'm like this, like this is this is why I don't do this too uh, much. A nightmare. No, I think yeah, I'm sure yeah. Ben. Yeah, that actually that'd be an interesting interview with Ben just to talk about. There's so many phones. There's so many phones in all these photos. Uh, so like when I was in post production, I came home and I looked at. It, I'm like phone, phone, yeah. phone. Like, you know, it, it's it really be like it's, a program that just takes out phones <laughs> and arms. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That'd be great. Because it just seems like, and I, I I saw another photo of someone sitting down at a concert, and you could see a C. You could watch the concert from everyone's phone, and that, but and I get a lot of people. You know, it's nice to snap a photo, let people know, or maybe do a, a little video. But some people have it going almost the entire. So show. that that I can Photoshop out. <laughs> okay. Okay. That I know how to. Yeah, that I can, I can get rid of quick. But when Good. it comes to a wedding, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. Especially with the lighting and the like, outdoors, and yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a weird thing. But it's this is cool. So, so what are all the different ways to get a hold of to, to see your stuff to see what's going on? All the way. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Twitter, we're um, we're at Flintfield underscore TX on Instagram. We're at Flintfield TX. Keep up with what we got going on. You can follow me at Mark Champion TX, and of course our website FlintfieldTX.com. Um, is up and running you can go and check out what we've done what we have coming up how to get a hold of us and uh stuff like that so are you gonna be doing merch again i am i am my pinning is uh <laughs> your face is probably the, yeah. <laughs> a smile like uh, that. I'm, I'm actually i'm actually working ninth innings uh in the beginning phase of coming back we okay. um that's what i was working we're, we're working yeah we're working with some designers right now um uh to bring some stuff to life and we were hoping to do it in april but we're actually going to do it in may now Okay. So if you're listening to this podcast, yes. 
okay. ninth inning is uh, coming back here this summer, so be on the lookout. I have not, I haven't actually announced that yet. So you're just the first place nice. that uh, okay. that's kind of getting to talk about. But nice. uh, Flint, Flint Field is going to have some merch. We're going to have some some shirts and some caps here soon. Ninth inning is going to have some product here soon. So, Brad, that's cool. That's I'm cool. excited. I'll be ready yeah. to spend some money. You know, I I love your stuff. <laughs> It's, I was hoping. Thank you. I appreciate I'm like, please, you. Thank you, know, And I appreciate you. And I, I appreciate yes. all the hard work and, and you hustle. And, and also too, you're inspirational. Like you, you did some walks around Houston recently. Like maybe it was, seems recently, maybe it was a few yeah. months ago, but it was just yeah. like to see different light to see. And it's, and you kind of explained how it's important to just walk, walk your city, walk around. If you're a photographer yeah. or photographer minded. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to take that, um, that same creativity that, you know, you put forth towards, towards clients um and and sort of do it for your own creative pleasure because a lot of times you know um nine times out of ten when i am shooting it's for somebody else and i don't want to forget that hey like i still want to go out there and do it for my own not yeah. you know not not shoot photo, photos for the sake of having to text somebody more so just shoot it for the sake of creativity yeah. i think as photographers we lose that sensibility where we're only shooting for the sake of posting and tagging someone and i don't want to do that anymore yeah, I, yeah. I want my you know my clients to have their photos and all that good stuff and content's great but at the same time as a photographer you have to remember that why you did it and why you're doing it you know yeah. and I, so walks around downtown houston uh at 7 a.m you know 40 degree weather is, is what i like to do yeah. so no that's yeah, cool no it's it's funny too i think we all get too caught up in the wanting to post something like right, oh right. this will look great on instagram it's just like like that's yeah bullshit. it's just so sad yeah like it's, it's 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 a lot of times you know um i get bugged out and i'm like i just don't feel like dealing with with the rat race of instagram like i I love being a photographer and, and, and creating content, but ultimately I, I want my product to live outside of social media. Yes. That's why, you know, Flintfield TX, you know, uh, .com is a thing and I, I want it to live on its own and not have to depend on a, uh, on a certain social media app to yeah, hold totally. all my, to hold it all, you know, because uh, what was it last year, last fall, you know, IG went down for four or five hours and everybody was freaking out. Yeah. And that, and at that time I was already like in this, in the boat, like, Hey, like, Instagram is not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. Where do I want, where do I want my product to live? Ultimately it's got to be on its own. Um, so yeah. 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 That's, I think, I think that's a great mindset. Well, it was so great to catch up with you. I know you're going out of town pretty soon. So have a fun yeah. trip. That'll be cool. We're going to going to Disney world. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to Disney hey, and, and honestly, <laughs> and honestly, man, I, I, have, I have to give you props, Kevin, what you do for the barbecue community, not just in Texas, but all over you. You, you shine a light that, you know, um, a lot of us in this space appreciate. And I can oh, speak for, you. no, I'm not speak for everybody, but I speak for myself when I say thank you to you. Um, you take the time out of your day and I know you're not getting paid for any of this. This is more so a creative pleasure for you to be involved. And in, and I appreciate, and I like what you're doing and I'm always going to support. So thank uh, you. <clears throat> thank you very much. It means a lot. You know, I, I love this world. And I also know that there's a lot of people, there's a light shined on certain, there's a light being shined on certain people, but there's also a lot of people outside of that scope that are working hard and they they're trying hard and and i want the world to exist beyond the pandemic beyond everything else and so i uh no thank you that means a lot i just i was trying my best and i'm trying to do things that you know inspire me and if people follow me on instagram and see my uh story it's usually like it's i'm trying to help people but i'm also like posting random weird stuff my, <laughs> my, my brain my brain's always yeah. just like kind of like in a million spaces at once but thank you no, it's just and also too i get a chance to meet people like you and connect yeah. and we we connect on so many levels and it's like it's so funny too because you'll post something about like 
about Maisel or something, something that I know like, half, <laughs> like 99% of our audience has zero interest in at all. And I'm like, wow, like he, there's certain things and it's nice to connect with people that- uh, I love, like I love Mrs. Maisel. Oh, I'm a big, I'm a big, big Maisel head over here. We, we, we ride for Maisel in this house for sure. It's so, oh. it's so, and it's so dense, like every episode, like if you, if anybody's listening to this or watching this, I haven't seen Maisel. It's, it's, there's a heavy, there's a heavy Jewish influence because it's, that's, that's yeah. that world. But it'd be like watching something about Italians or something, but uh, it's the same breath of that, but it's the, it's so witty and the, the cinematography is just freaking amazing like it's like some of those hands and they it's the way yeah. they follow characters and the sets and then i think yeah for, to, to Austin, tap on what you said i think oh man I, I think that time period i'm the most i'm, I'm big on um yeah yeah same i love like i loved like boardwalk empire and i loved um just baseball from that time period i'm a huge huge fan of and the yes. players from there i mean there's a there's a photo of duke snyder right there uh. at ebbets field so like i'm a I have a Duke Snyder card from my mom. That was like the first card. So, like seeing Maisel and like just it's it's satire and it's comedy, but done in such a like classy way. Um, and then also she's a woman in comedy and she's got a story to tell. And to me, she's very like she's punk rock. You know, she's going mm -hmm. against the grain. And she's yeah. she's saying screw it, like I'm gonna do it my own way, and I love it. And and it's and it's, she's like Lenny Bruce. She is like it's exactly so. And it's cool because a guy like Lenny Bruce was a fictional person from back then you know, and he was actually a real guy. So seeing Lenny Bruce next to someone like, like, like Midge Maisel is really cool because you're getting Lenny Bruce's story while you're getting Midge's. And I think yeah, just the writing just... is insane. Um, Acting is incredible. I, I, you know, there's, there's always a message to take away from every episode. So I could talk about Maisel all day. Yeah, I, saw, I saw that we saw, like I took my mom to go see at the Paley Center in LA okay. and we saw the, the entire cast and they spoke and- uh, Wow. Um, Patton Oswalt, uh, he was the um, the moderator. It was so freaking amazing. Like listening to the pro the uh, producers and it, it yeah. was just so interesting. And uh, what's the guy's name that plays Monk? Uh, the guy that plays the dad. Uh, Tony uh, Tony Schlub. He is just he's a savant. Like they're, the cast is they're amazing. But it's just it was so <laughs> it was such a cool and it was so cool to like everyone was like such a fan. Like it was fun to be somewhere where people. It was right before the pandemic started, and it was just so nice to be around people that were fanatical. Like they were crazy about that show. Like I love it, but they were like nuts. Like it was cool. I relate. I relate to to Tony the dad a lot. Um, there's the episode I think last week, the week before, where her parents are living with her, and he's he's got a typewriter and he's oh, in yeah, the bathtub. In the bathtub yes. and she, he goes, he goes, you know, I can't I can't be creative unless I'm cozy. I'm like, <laughs> me too. That, that's me. Like, holy shit. Like, yeah. my office is always crazy, but I'm cozy in here. That's yeah, where I create. It's and important. it's like that's yeah, space. That's where I like exactly. You know, and I felt that when he said that, I'm like, yes, that's yeah. me. Definitely. And I love like, like the Tupperware party. I love the visuals, like, like oh, yeah. colors. And it's, and it's, I'm nostalgic for that time. I'm nostalgic for my childhood. I actually just ordered on eBay shrinky dinks because I had like a, like an unseat, like an unopened pack of shrinky dinks. I don't know if you remember those. As, okay. As, yeah. It oh, yeah. might be. Yeah. But it's just because I wanted to just see what they look like again. I forgot. Someone was mentioning <laughs> toasters or something. And what do you do in the yeah. toaster oven and shrinky dinks has popped up? But it's, <laughs> I it's remember so, that. Yeah, but it's just yeah, that's cool, and it's thank Very you, cool, man. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, have have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk soon. Later. Right, cool, take it easy. Later.